0: Welcome to the Retroscripts Fireside Stories Human Libraries. With this video podcast, I'm really looking to improve connection and storytelling, not only in my immediate community, but worldwide as well. The human journey is made up of so many layers, and what I want to do is peel back those layers and get to know who you all are underneath it all. My goal is to reconnect, slow down, and just travel back to a time when humans would gather around a fire with something warm to drink and tell their stories and their legacies. Today I'm enjoying a black tea with a little bit of sugar and coconut milk. It's not the best, Um, (laughs) but my guest here today is Teresa Sawchuck. So Teresa enjoys cafe mochas from Starbucks, and although she has tons of favorite quotes, the one that kind of stands out to her because it references her whole life is, I'm going to make everything around me beautiful, that will be my life, by Elsie DeWolf. Um, She was born and raised in the Niagara region, and Teresa is a farm girl at heart. She's raised in an Italian Catholic family, and she's been married for almost 29 years, which is goals right there. Um, she was only engaged for only six weeks of dating and was married within five months. So I think that speaks definitely to the way that she makes up her mind and thinks things through. And today she's going to be talking about stepping into and speaking, uh, speaking to your fear, which is kind of exciting. So, Teresa, enough of me babbling on. Um, before we dive into your story, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, well, um I am Teresa, of course, and thank you so much, Kimberly, for having me on. I love these chats that you're doing. Um, it's true, I am a farm girl at heart, um, but when you look at me, people are saying, what, what, you? I'm like, yeah, me. <laughs> I love getting um, out in the garden and scraping up the dirt, um, but I also like everything aesthetically beautiful around me. I have to have balance and harmony all around me mm-hmm. and it's really funny because I'm also known as the queen of sarcasm and very opinionated um, but deep down I'm not it's if I'm I sound sarcastic it's because I've weighed the, everything before I made up my opinion so um, maybe sarcastic and opinionated is not the right word but I think it is. Um, I'm also the owner of Tima Lead Home Services, which is an an accredited interior decorating and color consulting firm. I am also the co-founder and co-host of Sip and Soul Niagara, where we highlight women and women entrepreneurs and their businesses, their journeys, their goals, and hopefully to inspire everybody. So that's a little bit of me in a nutshell.
0: I love it. And I love that you talk about like balance and everything. I've been in your backyard, which I'm going to shamelessly say is the best backyard, like looking aesthetically I've ever seen in my life. Like when I walked in, I couldn't believe a that you have a dog because I feel like my dog would tear that backyard apart, but everything was just perfect. It was beautiful and serene. And I want to go back there this summer, which will be amazing. But yeah, you're
1: welcome. (laughs) You're decorating. (laughs) Thank you so much. And it's just not um, having anything aesthetically, everything beautiful. But I also like to have um, your mind and your feelings and your emotions to be affected by the beauty that's around you. You need that calm serenity to ground you. And I think with everything that I've been through in my life, I think that is something that I try so hard to achieve, just not for me, but for everybody that I do deal with. Um, as you know, from, I've had infertility issues and that's like huge for any couple that's going through it and everybody was afraid to talk to me about it. And I'm like, Hey, this is what it is as emotional and heartbreaking as it is. Don't run away from it. Let me speak my truth to you and let me share how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had, um, arguments about people who say, well, why didn't you adopt? because i wanted my own as selfishly as selfish as that is um and i and i got to the point where it's like okay you know what i don't need to justify my life to anybody this is what it is and this is how it's always going to be so accept me for who i am and i've always tried to fit into that mold of what everybody wanted me to be and i'm like okay you know what enough is enough um I think a lot of people have their fears, hold them back. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think I shared with you that I left a company that I was with for 19 years and it was cushy. It was a cushy job. It was a well-paying financially stable job. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Why am I taking all these heartaches on from other people who are throwing all their negative energy on me? So one day um, I had a really bad incident. I took myself off the phone. I went for a walk around to build the building, came back, never answered the call for the rest of the day. And I made a list of why I'm, why am I staying? And it was at that point where I realized all my dreams were not coming to fruition because I was too comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I had to step out and it took me. Um, I would say about nine to 10 months to actually say I'm done because I had to set the plan in motion. I I just couldn't walk in the next day and say, hey, I'm out of here. I had to make up a plan of what it was that I needed to do. And so I bounced everything off my husband Mm -hmm. and my father and my father was my, he was like, you do what makes you happy because only you know what's in your heart. Yeah. And he knew. So I was so fortunate that I had these cheerleaders behind me. I never shared it with anybody until I handed in my resignation and they were shocked. They're like, what, why are you doing this? You're not going to do this. You did it. I'm like, my mind is made up. It's done. And this is who I am. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fulfill my dream. It's scary. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. And everybody's opinion affected me. And I'm like, okay, that's just your opinion. It's not my reality. So um, I took it to heart. I listened to what people say and I still went for it. And, um, and of course, then COVID struck. Right? <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and I think it's affected everybody. And they were all worried about um we're, what's going to happen, your family, your lifestyle, your businesses. But I think everything in the long run will work out and everything will be okay. I love that. So. And
0: that's such like an inspirational story, but also speaks to your strength. Because I feel like a lot of entre- entrepreneurs who have started their own businesses or their own gigs... And step out there you get the negative comments and you get all that and some of us end up just not going ahead with it because we listen to all the crap people are saying to us right so it's awesome you had that support the support system but it's also awesome that you had the inner badass to be like no this is not for me not the life i want to live this is what i'm going to do so that's pretty cool But I wanted to ask, were you nervous with your dad? Because I know strict Catholic upbringing. Were you nervous about what he'd say about leaving your job?
1: No, no. My dad is, he was a strict Catholic. He was Italian, but he was so liberal in his thinking. love it. He was, he was such a walking contradictory. Like, um, you know, you have to go to church every Sunday. You got to follow the Catholic. But he was so staunch on that. But yet. He always wanted me to be the best person I could be. He always pushed me, goes, Teresa, don't listen to other people's messages. Think of your own message. Think for yourself, you know, make up your own decision. Don't let one person's decision tell you that's what it should be. He was very forward thinking. And I thought, you know, if if you compare him to other gentlemen of his age in that era, They were, the women stayed home, they put the Mm -hmm. dinner on the table, they made the house, but no, he always pushed me. Like he did not want me to be that, um, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for, that mold of a woman, what she should be to her husband. But uh, he was, yeah, he was my biggest supporter and my biggest um, confidant. And when I lost him, I felt like I lost, somebody to talk to who would be not judgmental who would be firm in his but be- like not he would never comment whether I was right or wrong he would always say make your own decision do what makes you happy because that's the best part so he yeah was like he sounding was, board,
0: basically
1: a very pardon I said he was like your sounding board he was, yeah. And I would never, and it was really funny because to this day, my mother would say, You never came to me. You always went to your dad. And I'm like, Because he wasn't emotional. Yeah. He was so level headed and so um, even healed that nothing would shake him, nothing rocked him. So I love that. It's
0: important to have that person in your yeah. life, definitely. So when the fear comes up, and know. now I, no, no, keep going. Sorry.
1: Oh, so you're, I'm sorry. My system froze. I didn't hear what you were saying.
0: <laughs> oh, that's all right. Don't worry.
1: I was just saying, so now that you've lost kind
0: of that sounding board in a sense, well, how do you conquer your fear now? What do you do?
1: I go to my husband yeah. and I, I just talk and he just stares at me and I'm like, are you hearing what I'm saying? He goes, yes. <laughs> but, um, he... he he's like, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm like, say nothing. Just listen to me. So he does. And I feel so bad for him. Sometimes it's like, so, and so, and so, and so, and he's just stares at me. He's like, everything is going to be fine. Just, you know, you, you are a strong woman. He says, you are a beautiful person inside and out. Don't let them get to you. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all my husband says. Every yeah. time I go to him, you're a strong woman, beautiful inside and out. So you're strong. Don't, don't let them get you. And I'm like, oh, okay. But <laughs> but what do you think? He's like, I can't tell you what to think. No. So I'm like, oh, okay, here we go again. It's a vicious circle. So. Um, I feel like these like go people.
0: In. They know yeah. that you have that knowledge in your mind already, right? Like you've got, you have the power. So I almost feel like they're like, you've got this. You don't need me to say yeah. anything. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. And then, um, if I <laughs> this is awful. If I don't get the answer I want to hear from them. I'll just I'll stomp away. I'm like, and then I go with my little my little meditation and I just release it all to the universe and yeah. and then everything is going to be fine in the world. I love that.
0: It's smart. That's the way you should yes. do it for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: yeah. So let's switch gears just a little bit. Um, so with yeah. COVID now, do you find that this, these tactics that you have help during COVID?
1: Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have helped. Um, With COVID, I try to look at all the positive things that have come out of it. Because if I think of all the negatives, it's just, it hurts me emotionally. Yeah. And it makes me ill physically. So I try to find, okay, so what is what good thing is happening? Um, I've met a circle of beautiful women Mm -hmm. in, in what I'm doing. And I've, like if I if we go back, I never knew you in January, February. I we didn't meet until COVID. Yeah. And I think of all the wonderful ladies I've met because of COVID through Zoom and networking on Zoom, and people from around the world with Sip and Soul Niagara. We've met um, people from around the world. It's amazing, it's okay. and we're all we're all feeling the same. So this is a, a great human connection. Um, This gives me time to revamp my business, to go into it, revamp what I like, what I don't like. Um, I've learned new skills on the computer, uh, whether it be for design boards or concepts or virtual. Um, I've learned to, you know, just sit back and take five minutes for myself and it's okay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like this time, this downtime, this lock-in, it's okay. It's okay to to be that way. It's okay to have free time. If there's nobody calling, it's okay because they will call eventually.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my gosh, everything is perfect. No, I want people to be calling me. I want want, um, homes to go into, which I can't because COVID has prevented me. Um, So I try to look at all the positive rather than the negative. Smart. But be realistic about it.
0: And you strike yeah. me as the kind of person yeah, sure. who's go, 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 like you like to be active. So to put the brakes on like that, that yeah. must be kind of difficult, right?
1: It's extremely difficult. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, I'm looking for, for things to do. Um, but right now I am busy developing a, a wonderful website, building up the virtual e-design boards that I'm looking at. So I am keeping busy in one way, but it, what's really offsetting is the human contact. Yeah. So even though we're talking through each other every day, but through you know uh, technology, it's not that human connection, and I think that's what's missing most right now. And um, So I I go out for walks and if I see people, I'm like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) So um, take the dog and um, that's my human connection. You know, you're distancing, but you can still see another person. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I counteract that. I like that. It's a different way of life right now. I can't wait for the end of COVID so we can all go in my backyard and go swimming. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> right? I'm down. I signed myself up for that. <laughs> yeah. yep. you're, you're, you're on the list. <laughs> right. But I understand what you mean as well. Just the option for me, like I'm not a hugger or toucher that much, but having the option to have someone across from me so I could touch or I could hug if I wanted to, it, mm-hmm. it actually gets me down. And I had someone say to me, well, you're not like really a hugger personable person anyways, which I am. Like I am very personable. It's just the touch isn't something that's strong with me. So they kind of assumed I'd be whatever, you're okay. Like you can manage this, but it's almost like your options and your your decision-making is taking away, right? So I can't just reach out and touch. I have to talk to you via this and I don't like that. And for me, that human connection is being able to smell. So if I was talking to you, being in a coffee shop and smelling and hearing all the noises and watching how you eat now, that's all part of it to me. So not having right. that, I'm just like, oh my God, like, it's almost two-dimensional and two dimensional instead of 3D. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly, because all your senses are removed, yeah. right? Except for your hearing and your seeing that everything else is gone. And, and that's exactly how I feel too. If I can't go into a client's home and, and physically feel the emotions in that room, and every room has an emotion. Yeah. It evokes an emotion. Every home does. You can feel its energy and its spirit And that's, um, that's, that's what I miss. Mm -hmm. I love doing the virtual designs, but I miss feeling the energy that comes towards me when I walk into somebody's space.
0: That's really neat.
1: I never thought of it. It It does. If I, you know how you meet a person, you either like them or you don't, or you get a bad vibe from them. That's how I feel when I walk into a room (laughs) and my mother's like, oh, maybe you're part witch. I don't know. (laughs) I know see vibes in there. I can see it. Yeah. So I'm like I you can feel it, right? So you can feel a happy room or a sad room. Definitely. It sounds strange, but <laughs> it
0: makes sense. Total sense. Everybody that's been in that room leaves something behind, right? And if it's not a positive yeah. place and you're or a positive person, they're not going to leave behind that positive energy. So I and I knew there was right. uh, a little bit of witchy vibes with you all along. <laughs> you give off (laughs) definitely but interior design is almost magical in itself right like you're harnessing the energy you're looking at a person's personality and it's almost like you're mixing your own kind of potion in that room adding elements to bring out a specific type of feeling or like just an atmosphere that's to me what making magic is
1: Exactly. It's you exact. You got it. It's a little bit of me and a little bit of you mixed into the room, but it's ultimately your room. So it has to be what vibes with you. And I can just only enhance your vibe. I love it. So to speak. Yeah. And do you,
0: is there a way to use that to conquer fear as well? Like your atmosphere and what you're around?
1: I find that if you're a creative person, just um, from my perspective, that you need to use your imagination to escape what's happening in reality. Um, I find that I have the ability to go off into la-la land every once in a while. And um, that helps me cope to escape There's only so much TV that you can watch. And then sometimes if you turn on the TV or Netflix, you see them wearing masks on the movies or on the shows. I don't want to see that. I don't, I want to be taken away from what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. So I turn that off and I'll just go and uh, create my own little, you know, with my meditation, my own little happy place. And I think if you're creative, you're more sensitive to what's happening I mean, everybody's sensitive to what's happening, but I think if you've got that little bit of creative um, energy, you feel it more
0: because
1: you take it on.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Talking about that. And it's okay. Mm -hmm.
0: No, sorry. There's a little bit of a lag in here. That's why we're talking over each other, but you go ahead. It's okay. No, that was it <laughs> okay cool i was gonna say that i think you mentioned before a fear of old age and being alone and how it's mm-hmm. gonna be since you don't have children but i've heard you've told me mm-hmm. about your beautiful nieces and nephews and how awesome they are so i'd love to hear a little bit about that as well and how you're dealing with that fear um i do have many friends who decided they just won't have children they it's not something in their cards so i'm sure they would love to hear your
1: speak on yeah that. and and not having children is fine. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly okay. Uh, I know when we were going through the infertility and you know, I, I used to see young girls pushing baby buggies and I'm like, how could you get pregnant and me not? And there's no reason for us not to be able to. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole killer of everything, right? It's like, what? But um, I tried, I, this is as awful as it scares me. It fears me to oh, actually quite a bit, that when I get to that advanced age and I'm not able to take care of myself and I'm alone, let's say my husband has gone, or you know vice versa, this is both of our fears. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be there to help us? Um, so I think a good, strong family dynamic helps mm-hmm. or a really good friend who you, you say to them, it's like, hey, will you please take care of me? I said that to my nieces and nephews. I said, I'm scared for when I get older. And they're all like, we're going to be there for you, auntie. You don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, that, that warms my heart and it fills it so much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you basically raised us from when we were little. So you were, you and uncle Mike are like our mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And it's true. They would call me. It's like, I need to, I need your help. I need you to talk to my dad or talk to my mom, they're having a bad day or they'll run away and they come to my house and they don't want to talk to their mom and dad. So I have that open door with them that they can come to me for anything. And you need a person like that in your life that you know, when that time comes, they'll be there for you. And if you have no children in your life, fine, whether it's by choice or not. You need to have that one person in your life. I don't know if they're related or not. That you know 100% with all your heart that they're going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's scary. It really is. And wondering if that person will show up when when you are when they're needed, yeah. right? So it's um, it's definitely a concern. And I try often not to think about it. <laughs> but it's a reality that we do face. And I, and I actually had a lady say to me, I was, com- I was voicing my opinion again. I was at a store and then I came out of the store and there's all these kids selling apples and you know whatever. I go to another store, there's another bunch of kids selling chocolate bars because they're raising money for a fun trip or the store wants money for this. So it's like, you donate, you donate, you donate. And I off the cuff said, oh my gosh, I said, I've given away so much money today to all these stores and kids that are raising money. I said, when does it end? And she (laughs) turned to me, she goes, well, you don't understand what it's like. You don't have any kids. Wow. And I said, I know I don't have any kids. And I said, but you don't know what it's like to have all your dreams taken away in one shot. And she just kind of looked at me and she goes, I don't understand you. And I'm like, you have dreams. That you're going to have a lifetime of with your children. I don't have those dreams. Those dreams were taken away from me. So don't tell me I don't understand what it's like not to have children. You don't understand what it's like not to have a dream grow up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took her a day or two later. She came over and she gave me a hug and apologized. And she says, I'm so sorry. I, I never realized what I said would affect you. And I said, you should think twice before you talk to somebody about their feelings you should ask them how they feel not tell them how they feel yeah so i love that um, you didn't I'm back off track there no that's
0: amazing i love that you didn't back down yeah. and you actually verbalize because i, I i've seen that i've exact scenario i've seen happen and usually the person kind of shrinks away because it's an embarrassment that you can't have kids or it's wrong or whatever the taboo thing is mm. but I think more people yeah. need to walk in your footsteps. You can't have children like that's that's that could be huge to you. So why would somebody mm-hmm. stamp on your already broken heart and make it worse, right? So, yeah. I love that you stood up for yourself. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and I and I think um, people should just respect a, another person's decision and say, "Well, you can't do that. You need to you need children to help you." And I'm like, "Well, it's not that we didn't try." Mm -hmm. It's, it's didn't happen. So there's got to be a reason why in this ultimate scheme of life, why we didn't have children. So I kind of made my, my heart feel better about it. It's I didn't have children so I could help raise my nieces and nephews so I could be available for them. They are my children. They are my legacy. So, um, but we have a tight family. And I, and everybody said, it's because of you, like me, Mm -hmm. that our family's so tight. And I'm like, no, it's because of my parents as well, you know, strong upbringing and the sense of family, sense of family is important.
0: I love that. And I don't feel like giving birth to a child makes you a parent. In my eyes, it does not. You may have given birth to me, but it doesn't make you um, my mother. Like for me, I don't have a mother. And yes, I had someone that gave birth to me, but she wasn't the mother that in my eyes you should be. And so we split ties ages ago, but the different women that I have, even in my life now, like I look up to you, obviously, and not that you're the age to be my mom or anything like that, but the qualities that you have and the things that you exemplify, it just helps me grow. And so I kind of have found different women along the line as I grew up. Some my so in your own age, some older, some younger that I just kind of look up to. And those were my mothers yeah. and those were my parents. So mm-hmm. I kind of hope the same for my daughter now. Yes, she has two great moms, but there's going to be other people, men and women, who are going to teach her and help her grow. And I think it's important. Definitely is important.
1: Yeah, it is. And and, and don't be afraid to ask your community, your your circle of friends to help, mm-hmm. because I find that um I've had people come to me well we don't know if we can bring our kids because I don't know how you're going to be around here I'm like what of course everybody's welcome at my house like like and, and if they ask for advice or ask for help I I love it when people who have children are coming to me it's like I don't know what to do like I think that's amazing and it's beautiful that they feel that they can come to me for some advice when I don't have children. And I think that's amazing. So, and I think, um, get out, get out of that fear of having to approach somebody who has no children, ask them for help because it's, they, they would, they would love it. I know I did. I loved it. And just because they choose not to, or they can't have any doesn't mean that they don't understand. Exactly.
0: And there's no book that says how to be a mom or how to be a dad or how to be anything. Right. So we're all writing it as we go along. So to not have children doesn't make sense that you wouldn't be able to put an entry in that book. Right. Cause you have something to exactly.
1: Show. I love that.
0: I love it. Exactly. Yeah. So amazing.
1: I, I often get um mother's day cards from my nieces and nephews and they put, you know, second mom on it. So to me, that's, amazing I just yeah. it lights up my world so yeah and then I also have my fur babies too so <laughs> yeah they
0: that I agree with you on I got my fur babies too and they're family
1: they're family too oh my gosh they are and they're they're they they, they they're so sensitive to your needs as well so and they don't talk back so that's amazing <laughs> no. No. I
0: mean they try but it doesn't work <laughs>
1: It's like, (laughs) exactly. yeah, it's, um, there's so much things to that you could be afraid of, but I think that you just need to ground yourself and say to yourself, you can do this. Like you're not put on this earth just to go through it. You know, you're put on here to make your mark as scary as it is. I mean, like, you know, when I, Going back to when I left my job, I'm thinking, here I am. I should be thinking about setting up a retirement fund, um, traveling the world because that's my passion, also as well as traveling. Right. So, what am I doing? Starting a business? Like, am I crazy? And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably a little bit crazy, but um, am I scared? Oh yeah, hell, of, I was really scared. But you know what? If I didn't do it, the only thing fear has to gain is regret. If you don't get out of your fear, you are going to regret it. Like, just try it. If it doesn't work, then at least you can say, I did it. I tried it. Now I can move on.
0: Yep. And sometimes the best things are born from fear, right? Um, yes, I like I exactly it's kind of similar to you. I left. I had two jobs, two part time jobs. I left one to start my business, and then last year I left my other one, so I just had my business. And I feel like when I handed in the paper, similar to you, I was like, "What the hell am I doing? Like, <laughs> this is not the plan. This is not a good idea. We're going to be getting a house soon." And da 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 da. But great things have been born from that fear, and it almost drives you. And again, like you, I was told that I would never have a child, 10% chance of ever getting pregnant. And I've never told anyone this. Everyone thought I was fine, but I was terrified and pissed off. Mm -hmm. But that's what drove me to make up my own natural plan and go for acupuncture, the meditation, all the steps I took to have a baby was born from fear. And then there was fear when you get pregnant and then there's fear when you have the baby and then there's fear when the child's hiding and you can't find it, but like great things come from that. Right. So it's almost like fear is amazing.
1: (laughs) Fear is a driver. It's a driver. It puts you in the driver's seat. It's like either you're going to control my life or I'm going to control you. And I'd rather control fear. I mean, a good, a good fear is always healthy over fear I think is unhealthy, but um, you're right. Fear is a driver. It, it makes you want to get out of that comfort zone. Because if you don't, you'll never grow. Exactly. You'll never grow. And there's fear every day. I mean, like there's everyday fears like, oh, is my doors locked? Or are my car doors locked? That kind of fear is good to have. <laughs> um, but fear of trying to fulfill your dreams and, and that holding you back. To me, that's, if, if you let fear win, that's very sad. Yes. Go for your dreams. Try them. You have to try them. Don't hold it back.
0: That's so inspirational. I it's uh,
1: Thank you. I, d- I don't find myself, my story, all that compelling. But when I look back on my life, I have so many amazing things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And so many dreadful things that have happened. Um, but I choose to only relive happy memories. I think if you hold on to bad memories, it may play on you too much. Mm-hmm. It's good to have them. You've had them, write them down. Like, like but you, I've learned that in your journaling mm-hmm. um, classes you're unleashed of writing. And I just found that when I took your course it was very cathartic for me it made me there's one assignment that I had to relive the past about a bully um, that I chose to write about and I never realized it bothered me all this time until I wrote it down and then I let it go mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I wrote it down and I read it out loud, I was able to let it go it took me that long um, to realize why was I holding on to that incident you know so um I think it's good to let go of your fears your your bad memories and just make good ones I
0: love that that's awesome way to go good for you and I obviously I I love (laughs) writing and I love that kind of things just wiping yourself clean when it's on a paper it's out of your head you can just move on with your life right so that's great yeah do you burn your stories afterwards I sometimes do um I have some memories that like would make anyone puke and just feel like crap from my childhood. So those ones, when I write them down, even though they are still in my head a little bit, I burn them because I'm also trying to burn that kind of space in my mind that holds that pain. The story is always going to be there. The memory is going to be there, but the pain and the, the way the heaviness that I felt while experiencing it, that doesn't have to be in my head. So when I burn it, I literally just imagine exactly. all of that going up into the universe. It's energy. So I can just go back out there and do something else. It doesn't need to be in my mind.
1: I find when you do stuff like that, um, you're just so much <sighs> happier, like, it's yeah. a weight off your shoulders. And you're right, the memory never goes away. But you've got You've grown from it. It made you the character that you are. It built you stronger, even though when you're going through it, it's it's not. I, I cried, I would say for three years straight when I was going through infertility. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, every time I went to the clinic, the infertility clinic in Hamilton at, at Mac, I always felt like I was just a number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're amazing there. They're amazing there. It's like I always felt like it was a drug deal. Okay, here's another thousand dollars. Here's another thousand dollars. It's like for all the medication that you have to be on, and um, I cried for so long. And then I'm like, okay, stop feeling sorry for yourself. There are people who have it a lot worse yeah. than you do. So I have you have to put that in a frame of mind as well. Mm-hmm. A little bit of perspective, kind of thing, right? but it just made me stronger. like so I know I can go through this. I know what I can do. I, I know what my boundaries are. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not that, you know, um, poor off that some other people are like, I'm, I'm far better off than some other people are. Yeah. So this is just a little bump in the road, not meant to be, move on, learn, build your character, move on. And the whole process starts again, like, Whole cycle, something else will come along, try to bring you down. But I don't know, some people say I, I live with rose colored glasses. I think we were talking about that the other day. Where, yes, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'd like to think that people are innately good and just bad things happen to good people, and that if they were good once, they could be good again.
0: You see, this is what I love about talking about this kind of stuff because we're opposites like we're similar in a lot of ways but we're opposite in a lot of ways and when I first heard you speak about something similar to that I was like how can everybody be good da, 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 da. but then after I thought about it a little bit I was like you know what we need both kinds of people to make the world go around people that see like me I'm like some people are bad they just are bad and then there's people like you who are like no people are good and I feel like that Challenge, I don't know what the word is, the competition there, I enjoy it because you've made me look at certain people and I look beyond what they're doing now. So I'm not going to use any names, but there's a person specifically who pushes my buttons, loves doing it, and I'm like, this is a bad person. But thinking about you and how you said you weigh options and you weigh both sides so heavily, I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And I ended up finding out something about this person. And I was like, holy crap, this totally makes sense now, why they are the way they are, why they're acting. And they're actually not, I'm getting all emotional, but they're not a bad person. I was just seeing a reflection of what they were doing. And I don't know, so the way that you look at the world with rose-colored glasses... Yes, no it's not my cup of tea the way that I look at the world, but it changed the way the frame of what I'm looking at the world as, if that makes any sense. Like just open my eyes a bit. It more. does
1: make sense. Yeah. Because it's hard to put yourself into that other yeah, it's hard to put yourself into that other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I do this constantly because I have to look at both sides of an argument to make a decision. And people are saying, what is taking you so long? And it's like, please, I don't have all the facts. I need to know everything before I make a decision. But the worst part about my personality is, and i a, I I can admit it, it's that once I've made a decision, because I've weighed both sides, I can't, it's hard for me to change it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you draw that line in the sand, mm-hmm. that's it, done. My decision is made. And it's like, you need to bend a little bit. And sometimes like, no, but I, I weighed everything. So this is my decision. And sometimes I've been very wrong, Mm -hmm. but then if I'm wrong, I do know how to apologize for it, but it's so hard for me to change that decision after that whole process I went through. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's, that's one of my, yeah, it's one of my, it's not even a fear. It's well, yeah, it is a fear because I don't want to make the wrong mistake. Like I don't want to make a mistake
0: mm-hmm. in
1: my decision. So it's, it's, it's hard for me to make a quick decision. Like, yeah, what are you going to have for dinner? That's easy. Okay. You open the fridge. <laughs> make it.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, if I have, okay, so going back to when I left my company that I worked for, for so long, um, not my company, but the company I worked for, um, to me that was a long decision it was a hard decision but once i did it it was like yeah your gut tells you definitely yeah definitely. oh i love that And and a lot of fear yeah a lot of fear comes from um if you listen to your um intuition and your gut feeling you know if it's right or if it's wrong i think a lot of that comes from that too um, so I rely a lot on that and sounding boards like my dad and my husband and um, the people that mean the most to me, I take their opinions more valuable than other people because the people who love me want the best for me. Definitely. So.
0: makes total. I know a lot of people say that they like use they think by their brain or they're by their heart. I'm a gutter person. Like my gut makes most of my most important decisions, and it's like you said, the intuition part. I know my mind can sometimes play tricks on me and make me think certain things. I know my heart can is too romantic. It just goes wherever it wants to go. But my intuition and my gut, those are like the spirits around me, kind of telling me what I need to do, and when I listen to that. Usually that's when the best decisions are made. So I totally understand that for sure.
1: And this may sound weird to a lot of viewers that are listening. I also ask for help from my ancestors. Yeah, doesn't
0: sound weird at all.
1: Um, so everybody that brought me here that I'm able to be here, um, I, I, I talk to them. and like, you know, guide me where I'm supposed to go and send me, I always say, send me a signal. Mm-hmm but it, it just helps talking to them. And I, and I also have a firm belief in, in a higher power. I do believe in God. I do believe in Jesus. And I do believe in praying to them as well. Mm-hmm. So all that together is to me is a healthy combination of helping me get on the right track as well and asking for help. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of people are afraid to admit that, but I, you know, that's who I am. It's yep. what I do. It makes
0: feel good so I love that and yeah I think a lot of people are afraid to admit it because we all kind of don't want to seem crazy or too different or out of the box but break that box down (laughs) be different like uh, it makes you so much better and once you just let go of the fear of what could happen if you are an out-of-the-box thinker
1: look at where you can go look what you can do like it's amazing right exactly Yep. Yeah, exactly. So far, look when I look back from three years ago to now, it's like I would have never have thought that I would have been a guest speaker um, at the Women's International Day
0: mm-hmm. last
1: year.. Yeah. I, was, I was on the panel for the Niagara Summit, uh Women's Leadership Summit on, on the panel. I'm hosting or co-hosting a weekly talk show. Mm -hmm. I'm running my own business. I have met amazing women. I've met amazing men. I'm building um, a platform that I'm being recognized now. Three years ago, if you would have told me this, I would have said, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. But because I went out of my fear and I pushed myself, this is where I am. And I, I, I'm so thankful that I was scared to death. Yeah. I am so thankful that I was scared to death to do this because I am just—I'm in my element now. I'm so happy at this stage of my life. You know, they call—what are you doing? Starting your own business at you know the age of fifty something—and I'm like, well, you know what? It's time. Yeah. Before it wasn't time. Now it's time. Now it's me time. So I'm thrilled, flourishing, and happy. And yes, I love it. <laughs> so something great. Yeah, I yeah. love it.
0: And I'm obviously, I'm happy you made that decision because I got to meet you. If you didn't make the decision, I wouldn't have you yes. That's amazing. Yes. And I'm Isn't excited. It? To see, when you start, stop. Thinking about it. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like how everything's it's, connected. Yeah. I'm yes. excited for three years it's from amazing. now, looking back at this moment here and being like, let's see where Teresa
1: is now. <laughs> Trace is going to be sitting somewhere in the Caribbean with a Mai Tai or something because I miss traveling right now. So after all this is done, my thing to do is book a trip, travel and then um, get into people's houses and start decorating. Love it. Designing it. I love it. Yeah. So we're almost at the end of our time. Is there anything
0: you'd like to leave your listeners and viewers with before we go?
1: I would say, Um, I I like to leave something prolific and something amazing for them to listen to. But I think you just need to move out of your fear and fulfill your dreams. Uh, There'll be a support system there for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to open up your own company, now is the time. If you can get through the times of COVID, you can get through anything. And I think fulfilling your dream, I don't care how crazy it is, try it. And for every parent that's out there, if they little girl, I've said this so many times before, the little girl, because I find little girls are, well, now maybe they're, they're, it's better, but, you know, be a teacher, be a nurse, and there's nothing wrong with those. But if she wants to be an astronaut, if she wants to work for NASA, if she wants to be a world leader, if she wants to be president of the United States or premier prime minister of Canada tell her it's possible just tell her everything is possible and whatever she chooses is going to be for her and you're going to support them 100% because I think there's nothing worse than a little girl's dream being ripped apart and torn down and that happens far too often I think
0: yeah definitely
1: Well, thank you on that
0: note. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I look forward to talking to
1: you again soon. Yes, it was wonderful. I can't believe how fast that time went by. Thank you so much, Kimberly.
0: No problem.